this is Maria Negron. Um, can you start by telling me a little bit about yourself as a teacher, how long you've taught, and the subject and levels you've taught? Okay, so um, my name is Maria Negron. I am from Puerto Rico, and I've been teaching here in Virginia for 16 years. Um, I am currently teaching um, Spanish level 5 AP and the native speakers levels 1 through 3. Um, they're kind of the same in reference to um, difficulty and language proficiency, however, their needs are different of the students. So, um, and obviously the AP is targeted towards um, um, mastery of the test that they have to take at the end of the year. I'm at Chesterfield mm -hmm. Public Schools at James River High School. Can you describe your school a little bit? Um, my school has roughly 2,000 plus students. Um, the demographics vary. Um, this year, I want to say we have maybe 70% um, Caucasian, um, maybe 20 African American, and then 10 um various cultures um it's an ESOL center um i'm saying that it well they call it a catchment center where it's um a center for students that are learning english as a second language and it's also a international leadership um school so we also serve students from the county that apply to be part of that international leadership program. So it's roughly kind of very mixed, um, very diverse culture in our school. What's the topic of um, the action research project that you're doing? Um, there was two focus questions um, that I wanted to target. Um, the first one obviously was related to um, cultural pride mm -hmm. and um, cultural awareness and acceptance. Um, the other question was um, helping my students succeed in the era of immigration uncertainty. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So those were my two um, questions. My focus was try to help um, my native speaker level one students, um, grades nine through 12, um, kind of get a sense of their cultural pride. Mm -hmm. um, the class is divided between ESL, language learning students, um, and natives, learn, you know, born in the U.S., but have uh, their Spanish heritage students. So um, <clears throat> trying to help them understand the difference between, you know, being a, an immigrant versus being born here from immigrant parents. So mm -hmm. that was kind of my focus, and, and I wanted them to be proud of their heritage regardless of whether you were born here in the U.S. or um, in a different culture, mm -hmm. or a different country, I mean. Mm -hmm. Did your research question change at all over the course of the study? Um, the essence of the question, no, but kind of the, the, the way to approach the, the project did. Um, and that changed according to the different activities that I uh, was able to do this with the students. Um, so at 
at the different activities, I learned a little more of of how how much or how little they knew about their own culture. So then that just kind of helped me um, navigate to um, eventually achieve um, what I wanted, which is you know for them to be able to feel pride mm-hmm. and um, of where they come from and who they are. Mm-hmm. So. So in the essence, no, but yes, somewhat, mm-hmm. it changed. Um, so let's talk first about the um, cultural pride question, and then we can come back to the reaching their goals or setting higher goals focus. Um, so how did you answer the question about how students can develop cultural pride over the course of your project? Um, the way I did that, I approached that in two ways. I um, I asked them um, to do a research about um, famous um, Hispanic, um, famous people from the Hispanic culture, um, just overall people um, that were um, successful in this in the United States, and also um, famous actors, actresses, and and just overall, just people that at some point had to overcome challenges like learning a language, um, moving, migrating from their own country to come to the U.S. to be successful. And then also um, part of that activity, they were also researching um, people that have earned their um, Presidential Medal of Liberty. And that was surprising to them because they didn't even know that they, they could earn that. They didn't know that existed. So when they were actually finding out, it's like, wow, it does exist. And, oh, so-and-so got a medal and then a star at the walk, Hollywood walk of um, fame they wanted to. Um, so that surprised them. And that that was kind of what I wanted. I wanted them to feel empowered and inspired mm-hmm. by um, knowing that these other um, famous people also have been through the same. So that was kind of the outcome of that. They realized that they also had to learn the language. They also had to go to school mm-hmm. and become accustomed to the U.S. or to the American culture. So everything that they're going through, they already did. So mm-hmm. they felt inspired mm-hmm. by their outcome or their success. And then obviously that other one was... Um, Looking at the Statue of Liberty, I asked them to to describe what the Statue of Liberty means to them. Mm-hmm. So they had to verbally express themselves after obviously discussing what it means, where it comes from, and just the history of the Statue of Liberty and what does it mean. Um, they, they also expressed their views and what it meant to them. And then that was surprising because they actually said, well, you know, they realized that even though they have all these challenges, that the United States is a land of opportunities for them, and that if they work hard, they could reach their goal. So that was a positive outcome for that one, too. Mm -hmm. Um, What types of data did you collect to determine how students' thoughts about their culture were changing? Well, I did a pre and post test with specific question or targeted questions to obtain the data. Um, I also did the various activities where the kids had to present. So they got grades for that as presentation. So they had a rubric where they had to um, kind of comply with each step of the presentation. And then final grade was the presentation itself. Um, They also had to do a reflection piece where they also had to. So I collected a lot of 
um, kind of just organic data, mm-hmm. not specific number data, but more like, you know, did you like, how did you feel? Mm-hmm. Um, was it successful? Did you learn something? So it was just that kind of data, not necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, numerical mm-hmm. data. But then obviously by the percentages of how many answer yes or no, I was able to kind of create the, the, the data that I needed to then say, okay, that was successful versus not successful. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's turn to your other research question. How did you answer the question of whether students were changing in the goals they were setting for themselves? Um, what types of data did you collect? Um, it changed when they, um, when they were able to, as we had the, the guest speaker from John Tyler came. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a parent of um, one of my um, Spanish 6H student. Um, the mother came and she provided information in reference to post-secondary education. Um, even though that my students were levels nine through um, through 11, because I only have one senior in that class, they were unclear of what was you know, the opportunities available for them. Um, They just knew that they had to finish high school. They just didn't know if they had opportunities to go after high school. So that was interesting to learn that they, um, that they could go, even as an immigrant, they could go to college, Um, that, you know, they were able to, you know, work with the Virginia Wizard and find the different professions that they could aspire to. And um, and so that was kind of fun looking at them trying to research. Oh, I could be a doctor, and this is how much money I could make. But then this is how much money you would have to spend. Mm-hmm. So they did that kind of um, the Virginia Wizard, where they had to literally figure out this is what I need to spend in, in my if I want to live and have a house and have a car. So they they learned both things, um, but definitely the conversation with Miss Davis. Um, the students were um, inspired and, and motivated to want to pursue mm-hmm. at least going to the community college um, and then maybe eventually transfer. And then I had kids, you know, talking about being, you know, engineers, architect. I had one that wanted to be um, what anesthesiologist. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, so they're talking about huge careers, like long-term careers. So that, that kind of, that was fun and that was good. Um, so that brought a smile to my face when I was like, okay, yeah. it's, it's positive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was definitely one of those most um, rewarding activities that I did. Mm-hmm. Any other um, activities related to students setting higher goals for themselves or um, having more confidence in their ability to meet their goals? Did you do um, we did a circle, well, our school, has implemented the PBIS, the Positive Behavior Reinforcement um, kind of um, culture in our school. So we did a circle as part of um, one of the activities, and the circle was to talk about um, what inspired them to, um, and we did the circle right after the Virginia Wizard activity, to select that activity and why, and a lot of them um, said that in order for them to be able to help their parents or be able to um, be a good example for their siblings, they had to then obviously 
you know, set their goals to go to high school, you know, finish mm -hmm. high school and then go to college. Um, it was also um, interesting for them to hear, um, just to go through the process of the circle, because they have to wait and take turns and then they can't interrupt each other. So that they had to really think about um, what they were going to say. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of, um, it was just different because they're all talk at the same time sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then just to have the pause to think. So they literally had to think about um, setting goals. So from there, we worked in the unit where they had to um, prepare for college. So they had to learn how to create a resume and a letter of intent or that kind of just to prepare them. If, if you don't go to college, this is where you go and you're going to work. This is what you have to do. So it was, it was I think it was an interesting activity for them to do mm -hmm. outside the, just the regular curriculum. Yeah. Did you hear any comments um, from them afterwards or have any data on the impact of that activity on the students? Um, yes and no, but again, most of the most of the conversations, they were all, they're always so organic. They're not intended for, for them to sit down and discuss. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh, by the way, mm -hmm. um, I met with my counselor and I, I changed this elective for this elective. So that just kind of like, for example, today I had two of uh, my neighbor speaker at the same class. They're both, they're going to be juniors next year. They both want to take AP. So I was talking to them and they're like, but why not do native speaker too? Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, because we want to do AP so we could get a college credit. Yeah. So that just like, okay, so that conversation from that, that's setting their, that's their goal. Mm -hmm. So they're thinking about, okay, let me get as many AP classes I could get so I could get college credit. So when I actually do go to college, so, so the whole activity just kind of did for circle. So yeah. that was good just to listen to them say that. And again, I didn't record it because it's just so organic. I didn't, I, I yeah, that's the... okay. It's still, <laughs> yeah. um, what were the biggest challenges you faced as you conducted your study? At the beginning, just kind of, um, expressing to them the importance of why I'm doing this. Um, they couldn't quite figure it out because I started with the first question with, um, do you think learning Spanish? Do your do your parents support you in learning Spanish, mm -hmm. and what's the purpose? So when they couldn't, they're like because a lot of them they assume that they know enough Spanish that they don't need to be in a Spanish class. So that was kind of the introduction to the activity, to the action, um, to the action plan. Um, to kind of like okay, getting a feel of okay if they're here just because they think Spanish learning Spanish is an A ECA versus actually learning and implementing. So even today when we're doing a conversation, one of my students was like, you know, I feel like I understand better, I speak better, and I definitely learn how to write it better. So those intended goals from the beginning have been, you know, kind mm -hmm. of, okay, achieve. Mm -hmm. The kids are, are saying, yeah, they feel better about just overall being Hispanic. Did you face any challenges with any of the other elements of the study? Um, just putting it together, I was like, what do I do with all of this? So, but that, but I, I just think that was just my own personal challenge. I've never done an action plan, so I've never been part of a research um, action plan. So just kind of gathering what I thought was 
not important data. It's actually is anything the kids say is important towards what I'm trying to reach. Mm -hmm. So I was like dismissing a lot of our little conversation or opportunities to record or or just videotape them in in their activities because I didn't think that was necessary. Mm -hmm. But then as as I re you know continue with the research, I was like, oh wait a minute, I do need to write this down. This is important. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was probably the my greatest challenge, just keeping track of those little data mm -hmm. um, opportunities that I was able to collect. What did you learn through the course of your study about diversity in schools? Um, that we need a whole lot of training. Mm -hmm. um, that we see, we see the diversity, we physically see the diversity, we um, we are happy that we do have that diversity, but however, not every professional in the building really know how to um, treat the students with empathy and consideration or respect. Um, the lack of cultural knowledge in reference to cultural norms or behaviors are so needed because um, everybody assumes we're all from one particular country and we're not mm -hmm. um and then when they finally figure out okay we're not mexican or salvadorians or guatemalans um they just assume that we all speak spanish because we have a spanish name i soon realized in my class that yeah their last name is perez and reyes but they were born here in the u.s so their english is probably way better than mine and um because they've had nine years of learning English as they grew up. They've had to school. Um, I had to learn English um, because English is my second language. So when I started to identify those different things, um, just learn to value what they know already and then using that to kind of, um, and you know, just enhance the class. Mm -hmm. Because um, I, I, and I literally teach the class in, in dual language like I, because I see their, you know, the intention is to learn Spanish. However, I need you to learn it. So do I need to explain it in English? Yes. So that's what we do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, that's, that's just probably um, one of the things that I had to adjust. Because when you're teaching AP, the intended goal is just to teach in Spanish. So whether they get it or not, you're supposed to teach, you're supposed to speak the language because that's how you prepare them. Um, I don't do that all the time, but I try to. But when you're working with native speakers, they they understand what I'm saying in both languages. So I could switch, and I, sometimes I don't even know I'm speaking Spanish or English to them, and they're they're getting it. And we're moving along. So yeah, that's that's definitely a growth. Um, for me, I could consider that a personal growth. Um, the patience, oh my God, I, you have to develop the patience that. The expectation is there, but the lack of, of kind of, they have other priorities. So there's homework is not their priority. Mm -hmm. Going home to go to work, and help provide that's a priority to them. School is something they have to do. So trying to encourage, hey, you need to do your homework. This is how I know you're learning this, and it that was, you know, that was also kind of. A growth 
and culture mm -hmm. um, shock for me because it's not like my other classes. Mm -hmm. um, did you learn anything else about how teachers grow um, or develop professionally through being part of this action research project? This is definitely an opportunity to grow empathy, to be um, culturally aware of your students, to have, um, just to learn, just to identify the different needs the students may have. Um, this action project actually just, it, it really made me a better person, be just more um, sensitive to their needs and and. And my expectations, my, my bars never went down. I mean, the expectation was for you to be successful. However, you know, if I had to wait a couple of extra days for them to turn in the assignment, as long as they turned it in, that was okay. It wasn't, I wasn't as rigid as you would normally be. I was more understanding. And I think a lot of teachers need to be, you know, more kind of, he, did he do it? Did he do it correctly? Okay, he doesn't have to necessarily turn it in by the due date, but I want him to turn it in. So did he do it and did he learn from it? So I think that was def that's something that if teacher could walk into the classroom and know their students and be able to identify their different, um, I don't know if priorities is, is the word, but at least a different, use their, their strength, use what they already know as an asset versus a deficiency, mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. Don't hold it against them because they may mispronounce a word or may not necessarily write as, you know, a, a ninth grade would write because they're just learning. Um, so I think it's just, it's a humbling experience, let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. I think definitely a lot of us need to kind of learn that and be humble and be grateful that that we have, we, we could learn from them as much as we could teach them. Um, <clears throat> how might this influence your future practice and your future research? Um, how made this, this new knowledge you've gained? Um, I mean, I would definitely use this as I prepare for the next year. Um, I would definitely um, one of the questions was, should I implement, should we do the same activities? Like, was this something that I could, as a teacher, um, continue to do? And they all said yes. Um, they said that this was really good for them to even sit down and think about. Um, that nobody really asked them, you know, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? Um, so they just assumed that they come to school and learn and be, you know, get good grades, but not necessarily um, have a set goal or, or a plan. Um, because, like I said, because most of them are immigrants, they don't see anything after high school. They just assume that after high school, they just go to work because that's the expectation or the need. Um, they, didn't, they didn't see going to even if it's a community college, an opportunity for them. They didn't see that until they actually were able to talk to someone that knows what she's talking about, that works, and that said, look, you know, there are opportunities. You could apply as an immigrant. You you know, there is things that you could do to certainly, and even if a two-year degree is not on your 
you could get certificates. There's, you know, you could become a certified plumber, you could become a certified electrician, like things. So she gave them options. She, you know, she actually, you know, different opportunities for them to think beyond high school. So that was, that was, that's something I would definitely implement next year. What do you see as the significance of your findings to other teachers and researchers? Um, the significant, I mean, I hope that this research will um, help teachers kind of um, recognize the students they have in the classroom and what they have to offer. Um, it really depends on the teacher, how does she want, you know, what she wants to um, improve or what does she want to learn from this experience. Um, if it's a teacher that's all about, you know, welcoming every student in her classroom, I think these activities, these activities in this research would certainly help her because it would um, help her develop relationship with the students. Um, and I, I mean, a lot of these kids, they call me mom and, you know, mommy or mama. And so, and they're strange, they were strangers to me in September. So now we're towards the end of the year and they're actually saying, okay, well, I'm gonna have you next year. I don't know if I'm going to teach this level next year, but I could certainly, you know, I'm around. And they're like, oh, but, you know, so they kind of have, okay, but I still want you to take Spanish. So um, it, we're in that kind of um, part of the year mm -hmm. where the kids are like, well, I want to come back and I want you to be my teacher. And that's, that. I think that's my, the best endorsement any teacher could get. So, yeah, I think um, the findings were um, eye-opening. They were humbling. I think every teacher should have an opportunity to participate in an action project like this. Um, obviously, um, a lot of the information I obtained, I cannot use um, because it's, it's, it's information in reference to their immigration status, information of who they live with, and it, I can't use their names. But if, if a teacher has an opportunity to have a student just, you know, just find out as much as they can about the student. They'll be surprised because the students, oh, that's all they need. Sometimes these students don't even have a, a person to talk to because their expectation is to go to school and go to work and then come back and then help. They don't have anybody to sit down with. So if the teacher could provide that service or provide that, you know, that safe environment for the students to be um, free to express themselves without you know, concerned that, oh, they're going to call ICE or they're going to report me to the office or, you know, um, just overall just providing a safe place for the students. I think that would be the best um, thing a teacher could do for a student in this status, in this immigration uncertainty, for sure. Well, thank you so much.